This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Changeling episode five is over, but we got y'all here on The Connect on Post Show Recaps. It's me, Chappelle, and I am back once again to take you through this uh, insane uh, science fiction horror fairy tale story thing that we got going on here on Apple TV+. And with me, as usual, uh, my co-host, uh, Mari Forth. Mari, what's up? Uh, what is up, Chappelle? Like, I, I have no clue. I can't wait to talk to you about this episode i am genuinely confused you know still kind of in a good way but confused confused yeah yeah this is a that that's a good way to describe my th- my state of being as well uh because mm-hmm. i don't know what direction i thought the show was going in in the beginning <laughs> you had me in the first half you know uh <laughs> five episodes in and i very confused as to what's happening here, but I'm excited to talk to you about it. Mari, before we get into it, of course, we want to welcome everybody back to the Connect on Post Show Recast, where we talk about uh, the Black TV shows, the Black content, the Black movies, uh, and try to keep all of our Post Show Reca- uh, Recaps listeners abreast of what we got going on here in Black media. And so, as you know, Mari is covering the other Black girl with Asia uh, here on this very network. Mari, how's it going over there? It's going really well. Like it, it's very twisty. It's very turny. But me and Asia are along for the ride. We've been having so much fun breaking down uh, each episode of uh, the other black girl, and we've gotten some really good feedback. So thank you, everyone who's reached out to us and said that they love our coverage and stuff like that. So we're having a lot, a lot of fun. 
All right, cool. And yeah, as y'all know, you can, of course, check out the Connect on Post Show Recaps on, well, you know, on Apple. You can check out the Post Show Recaps feed on Spotify and Apple as well and keep a lot of the Connect coverage in your phone and on your feed. And of course, we are doing this podcast on YouTube. And so check us out on YouTube and leave us some comments on the YouTube comments section. Make sure you leave us some five-star ratings and reviews and tell us what it is that you like about the Changeling, what it is you like about the other Black girl, uh, and what you want to hear us talking about next. Because um, once we, uh, you know, finish these shows, I mean, Mari's coming to the end of the other black girl right now, and yep. we are mm-hmm. seemingly about halfway through, um, you know, the changeling. Yeah, we got to have more stuff to talk about. So uh, if you have any suggestions, I've been trying to keep Mari from talking about Love Jones, y'all, but I think she's <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. <laughs> Maybe an off-season podcast or two. We'll tackle the the big five uh, black movies of all time. Man, um, we can do a countdown. We got a lot of stuff coming. Like we got a lot of black yeah. content that we haven't talked about before, and so I'm definitely dying to talk about it with Mari. Uh, and then, of course, with our array of guests, and we're always, of course, hoping for Latanya's return whenever she gets a chance. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so before we get into the episode, I'm going to throw it to a quick ad break. We're gonna try to get two of those in here today, and uh, and then we will be <laughs> back. In just a moment to talk about Changeling episode five right after this. Okay, so episode five of the Changeling. I don't want to go through this sequentially because I think we got uh, a big reveal at the end of this episode. So what happens here is that Apollo finds himself on this island with all the women, with the witches that we, you know, that is confirmed as of this episode. Uh, and he is told that, you know, his guy will. William, that we have been calling uh, that shit crazy this entire time, that we've been suspicious <laughs> of, that we have, we have been worried about. William is allegedly uh, kind of a demon, uh, and he is going by the name of Kindergarten <laughs> or something. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, oh, not Kindergarten. I was like, wait, should I, am I supposed to know a lot yeah, about from Kindergarten? The, from the message board. Remember? Well, I mean, but that's message- it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he said it like kindergarten. It's you. I was like, oh, oh yeah. He left some Facebook posts. You know, I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, Mari, what did you think about this big reveal that uh, William Boiled Vegetables William is a uh, kindergarten, the demon? It is it a demon or is it an evil fairy? Evil fairy. Is, is it an e- a evil fairy? Uh, Mari, I'd posit one other one. Is it a troll? Like an internet troll. Yeah, I get it. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Ooh, yeah, yeah I like that. Double on pond. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Just think about it. Throughout this episode and, and, and through the season, they've been talking about how social media allows you to open your world to all these outside forces and demons. Mm-hmm. What better bad guy on a social media, you know, propaganda uh, show then an internet troll. It, I think yeah. it, it, uh, it serves two purposes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think we can officially say that this is a battle between witches and the, the trolls or the evil fae. And, like, mm-hmm. Brian is caught in the middle of it. Um, And, I've, and I, I want to say, because I was thinking it last week, but I can't remember what we said last week. Because I remember last week we were saying, like, William is, like, overtly being pushed as, like, this is the bad guy and we were trying to figure Mm -hmm. out is this overt because it's the red herring or is he actually it because we've been saying that he's he's been weird he he knows too much about this internet stuff the the, the reveal that he was kindergarten did not shock me because i was like yes this guy does 
all of this, like the, the mm-hmm. this weird internet crap with him sending, I, th- I think I said it last week, with him sending Apollo those unknown messages, I started mm-hmm. to wonder, was he the one sending Emma those unknown messages? Especially gotcha. since he says that he had been, um, he had been drawn to Apollo and Emma's story since he saw her, uh, her give birth on the subway train. So mm-hmm. I I was really thinking like okay so he could have been uh, obsessed with her and could have followed her. Remember I was saying when I I'm trying to think what I said on pod versus what my <laughs> brain was thinking because there's a lot. But like remember when he was recording the lady in the um in the uh the group the white lady in yeah. the group and I was like mm-hmm. it felt like he's recording her because he might. It's like a serial killer re- returning to the like he's about to do it again. Yeah, like he was the one who was like pushing her over the edge, and he wants to see his result. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like how 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 serial killers will like go to the the f- funerals of their victims or re- return right. to the scene of the crime. Like like I I had a suspicion like maybe he could be the one who are kind of like driving these women crazy. And mm-hmm. sending them all of these messages and stuff. But then it didn't make sense because also it felt like we originally being told that Cal was the one telling them that the price of admission to this island is to kill your baby. Like remember, like mm-hmm. we were we were confused about that. So I think at least by the very least, this episode we got confirmation that it's two separate entities entities, like Cal, mm-hmm. the wise ones, that group. That's what we're seeing on North Brother Island. That's a different entity from the person sending the messages because Cal knew about the messages and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. William mm-hmm. uh, originally told us, I've been stalking you since I saw you give birth on the subway because, I mean, how can I see that and not take interest in what happens with you and your baby? But right. we do get a flash to William has actually seen Emma Prior to the baby, he saw the image of Emma when she was butt ass naked and that Norwegian photographer's uh, like art gallery. Uh, so in episode two, I believe the homegirl who we have not seen since that day came and told us a story about how Emma went and met this Norwegian photographer when she was in Salvador and mm-hmm. they took a picture and she looked into the camera like a demon. And that photo is up yep. in some. Yeah. 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 Like a sorceress. Sorceress. sorceress yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she had the look of her face like a sorceress. And that photo is still in existence in an art gallery. Well, in this last scene of this episode five, we see that William actually walks past the gallery with, uh, I'm assuming, his child, Agnes, and Mm. just stares at the photo for a brief moment before going on about his life. And so he's been lying to us. He definitely has been stalking them since before uh, Mm -hmm. the subway incident because he did know about Emma and this naked photo. Mari... I'm struggling with the naked photo and not because, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay, like, uh, you know, she looked good. Okay, fine. Yeah, very tasteful. But when we were described the photo, it says she looked like she like a sorceress in her eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't think if you told me to look at the photo originally without that backstory, I would have seen sorceress. I don't know if it was giving sorcery to me. Did you feel it was giving like, no, it was giving like mother nature. It was giving like, yeah manic pixie dream girl like it was just it was just very i i like it like i i see why you would blow it up and make it like a wall size image it it, it mm-hmm. was very powerful it felt very powerful like a very yeah. powerful image 
but does that mean I automatically think that she was a sorceress? No. Right. Like the look in her face. She had sorcery in her eyes. I'm like, did she? I mean, she looked fine. Yeah. But but it caught William's attention. And then the um the the friend said like that she thought that the third w- wish was that she wanted this removed, but that can't be possible because in the picture she already had the red band on her on her arm. That was the first oh. thing I was trying to clock. Like I was, yeah. I kept looking. I was like, James, do you see anything? Like she already had the re- the red string around her wrist. So yeah. how could her third wish be to remove this picture? Well, if well, we never got the picture the happened third wish. after, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we never got. Well, the third yeah, that's wish. the thing. We never found out what the third wish was. We like the assumed best friend thought that, it was that. Yeah, 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 but it's like, but no, that that's not possible. Um, but yeah, again, a lot to unpack there. Just because, like, when William sees this, he sees. I, I guess if if the friend is being accurate, he looks at that photo and sees the eyes of sorcery in that photo, and then boom, at that point, he is after Emma, uh, or at least the baby to some extent. Um. And I'm starting to wonder, you know, does he see that photo and think, oh, is this like the witches, the ones that, you know, the wise ones, is is she connected to them? Is that why he needs this baby specifically? Uh, Because Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this to lead us to believe that now Emma does have some witchcraft in her because we are told that all the all the women on this island, North Brother Island, they are witches. You know, Kyle tells us that straightforward. She's like, well, it's witchcraft. That's what we got going on here. Is Emma mm. a witch, Mari? Is that why we saw sorcery in her eyes? I have no idea. I truly do <laughs> not know. We, I mean, the, it starts off with her seeing that lady by the waterfall. She sees her. She leaves. She asks people about her. They're like, don't go up to her. Don't go up to her. She goes back. And, of course, she goes up to her. And then we see her and the photographer. So I just, I don't know. You know, Emma has always c- come off very in touch with like she's well read because she's a librarian. So she feels like she she wanted to travel, be well traveled. So Emma unlocking some knowledge, like wicked knowledge, wouldn't surprise me, you know. But mm-hmm. again, what does this have to do with the rest of, of the story? Still, you know, yeah, still we, needs they, to be answered. They leave us with that uh at the end of this episode. And so yeah, I'm at this point I'm starting to wonder, you know, what direction are we going in when it comes to actually completing the story, right? Because that seems like another mm-hmm. layer. Like do we have to find out Emma's connection to witchcraft? Because Emma did not know about the wise ones until she started getting uh you know, she started she came across the Facebook uh, message board or whatever. So we see in this mm-hmm. so she's on Facebook and she finally just breaks down and writes, "Hey y'all, is anybody else been looking at their baby like it's not their baby like this motherfucker is not real like is anybody else feeling like that and immediately cal uh you know uh malcolm in the middle's mom she messages her Mm -hmm. like hey you've been getting secret messages that disappear too and emma like yeah girl yes that's exactly what's been going on how'd you know and then we fast forward to emma with the chains and the baby and then what we assume leads her to doing whatever happens to Apollo and then taking the baby and running uh with uh you know or or murdering the baby who who knows but Emma doesn't seem like the rest of the women at this uh island because she has the power to just come and go it seems i mean i think we see Greta leaving as well but a lot of these women are just living here just hanging out we have yet to see Emma in the two episodes that we've been introduced to the island mari what do you make of yeah. all of this um Again, it's like I'm I'm really trying to figure it out, right? Because mm-hmm. 
again, it feels like with the messages, as soon as she messages Cal and was like, yeah, I'm getting the disappearing messages, her phone goes off and it's the unknown saying, don't talk to witches. So again, it feels like whoever the unknown sender is, is trying to push her over the edge, right? It feels mm-hmm. like that person is the person that's like egging her on through this postpartum that she's going through. But then it doesn't make sense because... In episode two, it was like, oh, Cal told me to go get these chains. Cal's Mm -hmm. like, are you brave enough to do this? So is it under Cal's direction that she's telling these women to kill these babies? Because we find out that the women who are living there, yes, they have other children. But Apollo straight up asked her, like, did every woman here do what Emma did? And she said, yes. And then he says, well, why? And she's like, well, I just give them a place to come where they're believed. And so... I'm trying to like believe like with what, like, you know, that they killed their, their babies because their babies weren't theirs or like, it it just feels weird that the price of admission is the death of, of, of a kid. But you're trying to say that you're trying to protect these people from the outside world, you know? Yeah, no, it's a lot going on, especially yes. with, with what you're talking about there, is because yeah. we are we are oh. being led to believe that the first baby is not theirs, and so you know they kill them, and then they can come here for sanctitude or something, right? Right. So yeah, and then uh, of course, and like getting back to your your um, question, Emma Emma does feel special, right? It feels special. There's still all this cloak and dagger around it. Apollo is asking Cal very straightforward questions and Cal is doing everything in her power not to answer them. And it's mm-hmm. just very frustrating because he's like, is Cal, is is Emma alive and well? And she's like, well, she's alive, but she's not well. Where is she? The place that she is cannot be reached. You have to be enlightened. Like, it's like, girl, just tell us. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> yeah. And, and and this whole, like, once you cross the waters, you've crossed into a different world. And, you know, we thought about this in episode one. We were like, where are there multiple worlds? Was um, mm-hmm. Apollo's dad trapped in, in another world? You know, that like that other realms being a side of our own that none of that phases me like that's cool i i can believe that but it's like all these cryptic ass answers i'm like i'm sitting here like apollo like what the actual fuck <laughs> that's what, yeah. honestly yeah uh the show feels like it's giving some type of social commentary about women being believed in general uh, mm-hmm. You know, like they say, oh, I'm giving you a place to where women are believed. I'm like, okay, Callisto, now tell me more about that. And she's like, right. I can't. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, um, do you understand what strength it took to disappear and bring her devil baby? It's like, what? What do you mean? Or you know, like her devil baby, like and kill the know. devil baby. Yeah, I'm like, what? Duh, no, I don't. I don't really know what you're talking about here. You know, um, I don't know if this is like. Um, saying that there's some magical qualities to postpartum depression where it's not actually, you know, a depression. It's more like a, a natural reaction to your baby not being yours, you know? And it's not like mm-hmm. a mental, you know, it's not a mental or emotional imbalance. It's literally, logically, I know that this is not my child and nobody is listening to me. And I'm supposed to love this thing and I can't love it. And they're trying to say that there is some type of mystical quality to that. I'm not, I just now yeah. know what, what the show is saying. I agree. I agree. Like, I... I am all aboard for the similarities of postpartum and how like Emma is exhibiting it because to me, she is definitely exhibiting like textbook postpartum. But when Mm -hmm. you add this element of like 
but it's not, it's, it's real. She's actually the sane one. She's actually like really looking at it. Like that's kind of dangerous rhetoric to me. Um, mm. Like, like it, it kind of, it kind of falls into like a dangerous rhetoric type thing to where it's like no longer bringing a light to it, but um, using it to propel a plot point um, yeah. in the show that, Oh, okay. If you look, if you just stand back and you just look at it as a plot point, it's fine. But like, there are there are millions of women going through this, mostly suffering in silence and stuff like that. And I'm just worried about how this can affect them if they're ever privy to it. Because when Emma says the pan the the panic is suffocating the love, like mm-hmm. textbook textbook mm-hmm. postpartum you are so anxious and you are so worried about this new life that you have brought into the world that it is overwhelming and it's consuming you to the point that you can't even enjoy the bundle that you have because you are so worried about what will happen and then it and when in in cases of like extreme postpartum where we know because we've studied we've studied like the andrea yates and stuff of the world it's like the, that anxiety and that panic gets so much instead of like being like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen to you to taking the control into their own hand and being like this is I know what's gonna happen to you because I'm going to do it and I have decided to like take your life or take my life like you know what I'm saying like postpartum is so layered and and it's so it's so nuanced and it's so different from just the baby blues. And there's so many different levels to it. You can have, you can have a, a light level of postpartum. You can have extreme levels. Like there's so many different levels that isn't really talked about um, as openly as it should be, because a lot of problems and issues that women go through, especially surrounding birth, aren't always talked about as openly as they should be. So I commend the show in in so many ways because I feel like it it is such a a great representative of postpartum on the screen. Like when she's like when the baby's just like laughing and joking and and she's like I'm not gonna you're not gonna make me feel like the crazy one. Like you're not gonna make me feel like you're just all happy and I'm the one being crazy. But then you follow it up with the baby like actually biting her. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or not or not making it clear enough that this is all happening in her own head or not you know it the message just gets kind of gets kind of muddled to me so it that's why it's so confusing i feel like we have so many kind of storylines mixing here that i'm trying to find the thread i'm trying to find the thread i'm still here i'm still along for the ride but like (laughs) <laughs> just just like panic is suffocating the love the confusion might be suffocating my my feelings for the show because I, i'm yeah. just so confused i'm just so confused i'm like i what is happening you know no i get it and what you said about postpartum i think that's the i think that's the thing that's sticking with me too is that it's such a serious conversation to be had and to make yeah. it make light of it almost for a show plot point it's like it's like yeah they're presenting it in a serious light but then to say but it's not really postpartum. Y'all be tripping. You know, like, uh, like whoa, hold on. You know, no, no. Po- people who go through postpartum, they go through postpartum. You know, this is not mm-hmm. magic. This is not myth, a myth. You know, like, this is something that yes, you need to address. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, and like, it's like, you're not, you're looking at the world like, everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. This baby not mine. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're crazy, but definitely don't, like, dis- dismiss it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't dismiss <laughs> it as other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's a other people problem. That's a, not a you problem. I mean, one of the other things that the show posits is that 
women have this mythical and mystical ability in them, you know, and it says mm -hmm. it's, other people cannot comprehend what women do to kind of keep that that magic at bay. And so mm -hmm. that's another thing that goes into what you're saying because you're like, oh, yeah, the postpartum thing is something that is specific to women that they mm -hmm. deal with or whatever. Uh, and that, you know, they be right. This be a demon baby and and they can see it. But nobody believes them, and they're and they're laden with this magic, and so their Callisto is giving them a place where she can they can come, and people will say, "Yes, you are magical. You are doing witchcraft. You are one of us. Come be with us. We're normal." But that demon baby got to go, and it's like that demon baby got to go. Part is a part that I'm like, okay, but if you in real life watching this, your demon baby does not have to go. So seek help. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know? Like, because even in the even in, of course, it's called the changeling. Again, we've mm -hmm. we've gone over the definition of of the changeling, um, and and basically every episode we've recorded. But basically, a changeling is a baby that is switched out at birth mm -hmm. by a mythical creature, be it a fae, be it a troll, or something like that, and it's replaced. Mm -hmm. Like they want that baby so much that they take that baby and they switch something else in it so that the parents don't realize that they've taken the actual baby. And they go in depth with it because of that weird book that Apollo and his dad were were um, obsessed with. And they, they actually finally read the whole story. You realize that? Like, you remember we were only yeah. getting like the first two lines about like, the baby is a the parents' dreams made real, and um, but fairies like to eat the are, dreams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dreams are a fairy's favorite meal, and then it goes into like even more in depth as if parents sleep and rest like death. They come in like it, it's like it's so much more in depth to it, and that mm -hmm. is that is the truth. That is the the mythological folklore of a changeling. So what what it feels like cal is saying and is what's truly saying to these women is yes you were targeted you were you you were targeted you were followed and they when you know when the, the that picture said got them you know what i'm saying like their babies were actually switched out like your baby was actually switched out and the only way to free yourself from this baby from this from this changeling is to get rid of them and and even like i was saying i i watch everything with the captions on and so mm -hmm. like it's very interesting because when she's on the roof talking to Brian and telling him like how she doesn't know what's going on with her. She wishes he had met the original her. It says Brian cooing. It says Brian is cooing, you know, on the subtitles mm -hmm. when she's back in later on when we see her and he's in the crib and yeah, she's yelling at him, snarling. <laughs> yeah, she's she's yelling at him, and she's like, "You're not going to make me think that I'm crazy." And it's and the the tagline says that it says changeling cackling, and mm. so I'm 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 really wondering if you know the subtitles kind of give it away there that they're trying to say that Baby Brian really was changed out. So. If that is the case, my next thought process is then what happened is Emma has recognized that her baby has been switched out. She killed the changeling and now she has she was prepping herself to go to that other realm, that fairy realm, that troll realm to go and get her actual baby. So that that mm. is my guess now. I've walked it through and that's what I think is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, nah, nah, I like the journey that you just took us on because mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Cause that actually kind of makes sense. Uh, 
because you're right. If the caption is giving this away, then there are moments where we were talking about Brian specifically. And then there's mm-hmm. definitely moments where we're talking about a different animal here. Uh, the changeling mm-hmm. or even um, there's moments where Brian is cooing. Brian is laughing. But then it's like snarling. You know, babies mm-hmm. don't snarl. You know, that's yeah. not a thing. You know, and so I was like, "Whoa, something happened here." And so, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're if you're paying a keen eye to that kind of thing, then yeah, you'll catch on that some, there are moments like this. All right, when she's standing on the roof with the baby, I thought oh, we were about God. to have a fetus deletus. I thought we were about to. I thought we were about the to. Yeet? Yeah. Yeet? What? Yeah, yeah. I thought we were about to toss the toss like that. Uh, like that bouquet. It, that it's flew a, yeah. I really do. Yeah. I yeah, really I thought, thought this baby was about to get yeeted out, 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 the, out, the, out the paint. I know. Um, if we hadn't already known what happened to baby uh-huh. Brian, then yeah. But this, honestly, I thought that too. But as the, the episode went along, you could tell, like, now I realized, like, that was really early in, uh-huh. um, like, his birth and all of that. And, and before she starts really, really spiraling. So, again, it would make sense that, this is still her baby. This is her actual postpartum journey right here. And then yeah. it might just be, it might just them trying to tell us that not only is she going through postpartum, she then as she has to go through postpartum, oh damn, now her her child was really switched out for a changeling. And and that's where we're going. Like maybe that's maybe that's what we're we're seeing here. But um, yeah, I thought that I thought that moment on the on the roof was the most real and authentic. Um depiction of, of postpartum one of them because we've been seeing multiple throughout these these few episodes so i so that's why i'm trying to just be like okay maybe we just need to uh separate the scenes you know what i'm saying because and just be like her early her the early months with her and brian was she was really going through postpartum and stuff like that and then her postpartum was exacerbated by her baby being snatched and she's figuring out that now her baby's being snatched you know something like that maybe that's what we need to think Nah, that great point, Tamari. What we're gonna do is take a little break here, and then we're gonna come back and just hit on a, lo- a few more of the plot points. Because w- normally we talk about two episodes at a time, but luckily we're caught up to episode <laughs> five, and so we can just focus a little bit more on this episode. But we're gonna take a break and come back right after this. Tamari, if you a mama and you ain't got your mm-hmm. baby, and your mama mm-hmm. got your baby, then you not the mama. Your grandma is the baby. Uh, that's Jocelyn Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's talk what? about this. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, shout out to the Puerto Rican princess. Uh, let's talk yeah. about this baby and kind of how we get here. We're going to start like kind of try to do this linearly. So we know mm-hmm. that after Apollo, um, and um, after Apollo and Emma meet, she shortly after goes out to uh Salvador, San El, El Salvador. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. At some point she ends up with this witch. Um, and we see, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but the backstory is that she goes out here. She sees the witch at the waterfall. She comes back. She's, uh, yeah. In Brazil speaking Portuguese and she's like, Hey y'all. Um, so about that witch and they're like, don't Mm -hmm. go talk to the witch. Mm -hmm. Don't let the witch touch you. No matter what you do. Don't ever, 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 ever let that witch touch you. Obviously she hard headed. She goes, talks (laughs) to the witch. (laughs) gets the uh the little yarn wrapped around her, mm-hmm. her wrist that we know will later on get cut off. Um do you think this moment is very significant in what we end up coming to now? Is it the the fact that she interacted with the witch at all? Is it the yarn or was Emma already destined to be kind of in that same witchcraft craft realm? Um uh, because they don't really isolate one of those incidents as the inciting incident for why mm-hmm. this is all happening. Yeah. 
That is actually a great question because it kind of all feeds back to that, right? So mm -hmm. if we go to the witch in the yarn, right, and she's on her travels, I also thought that we were going to see, like, because, you know, at, she said after the witch in the yarn, she still had six months of traveling. Mm -hmm. So that's what I thought we were. And I think that was confirmed by the yarn being on her wrist when she meets the photographer. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like it was almost fate because, she, or like, the moment that she did interact with the witch is what took her down this faded destined line because she interacts mm -hmm. with the witch. She interacts with the photographer. She takes the picture, which was weird because he said, can I take your picture? She said, no. He said, okay, well, I'm going to go step away. And she's like, okay, well, let me get naked. Let me weird. take the picture myself, uh, butt ass weird. naked. And then, and then didn't tell him she could have been and like, Hey, was, I got a little something in there for you. And that was the longest pee break ever. It had to be like that man had to yeah. be gone for a long time because he, she did all of that, got dressed it back. It couldn't have taken that long for him to just whip it out in the jungle. Like, no, nah, look, it, I, I have, as I've whipped it out in the jungle before, it is not that bad. You know, you go- It took like you, four seconds. You, it don't take long. It really don't. It's like, <laughs> if you gotta go, you gotta go. Maybe maybe he said pee break, but he had to go do something else. You know, anyway. <laughs> he had to go drop a deuce in the forest and bury it, you know? So maybe that was what he was going through. I don't right. know, but you're right. She tells him, no, you can't like, no, don't take a picture of me, it's fine. But he walks away, and then all of a sudden, she feels so compelled to not only take a photo, but also a naked photo, um, and leave it a in his archives. Right, mm -hmm. right, a witchy photo. And so I was like, mm -hmm. had she not met met that witch, would she have had the sorcerer's eyes picture that we see today? Like, you know, was that witch meeting that witch the reason why she automatically, out of nowhere, felt compelled to get naked and take a photo for a man she does not even know? I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. But I again I don't know if it's meeting that witch is what makes her witchy, but I, I do know that meeting that witch feels like it brought her down that line of fate because mm -hmm. she meets the witch, she takes the photo with him, he like we saw it, you know, he develops the photo, he puts it on his website. Um a gallery owner in in, in Norway sees it, commissions it, puts it up into his his art hall, and then at that moment, William walks by too as well. And then, you know, she goes home, triggers all the Apollo stuff. Then, like, also her and Apollo having the baby on that subway and being national news first for having the baby in order mm -hmm. for William to kind of find them again to then being national news six months later once she, once she kills baby Brian, you know, or the changeling. It's like that faded line was just horrendous, you know? And my, my, my biggest thought process was would this line of fate would have continued if Apollo um, hadn't cut the, the wrist off, because that's yeah. where I think the strongest like fork in the road is like, if mm -hmm. he hadn't cut that off, I don't think, of course, I don't think any of this would have happened. Yeah. I mean, she had already taken the demon photo though. Uh, and so I wonder, yeah, you know, we don't know the, like the time yeah, frame we don't know what happens after all that and yeah yeah so it's like has he if he sees the demon photo and walks away like he he clearly connected with that moment uh him and agnes walk away do we ever see him again if brian doesn't cut the the, the string right like we just don't know um mm -hmm. we know that the string is supposed to fall off organically and we don't yeah. know when that is supposed to happen either uh yeah. but we do have reason to believe that that demon stuff was in her, you know, just based mm -hmm. off of the, the look of sorcery in her eyes. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know. I, it feels like that is the most dramatic moment of them all, though. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's not the witch literally tying it on her wrist, it's definitely 
Apollo cutting it off her wrist. One of those things mm -hmm. definitely triggered a lot of this. And I just can't figure out which part. Um, we get some sweet moments of them, you know, obviously like kicking it on the roof with their wedding and her throwing the bouquet and all that kind of stuff. And the person who catches it, she loves the most. And it just lands on the streets of New York and gets crushed. Yeah. Um, oh, did, you think there was, did you think there was any symbolism to that? And she says, I love New York City. Um, no, I I thought I thought that maybe coming back around to her being able to cross over into New York City once a week, maybe that was the symbolism of her, like, again, if she's this witch, if she's conjuring this whole whoever catches it, I love the most. It's then New York City. Now she has a strong soul tie to New York City that makes her able to cross back and forth between New York City and whatever realm Um the the island estrogen island is it. <laughs> that was, hey, that funny. was a funny name. That. That, that was good. It was, it was a good name. Cal was yeah. not impressed, but I I had a no, good laugh. It was funny. Um, yeah. So after that, we get more of like you know the baby being born. Some of the the moments where she's starting to question things. We see her on the Facebook page and uh you know and look really looking into um this postpartum and trying to find some support. Um and at some point she is instructed that she needs to get therapy. And uh, and I'll take it. Uh, get Please. therapy or go to church. Let's mm -hmm. let y'all just sit in that. Yes, yeah. there might be some magical things happening here, <laughs> but if you are feeling dark thoughts about your baby, please seek help mm -hmm. from a professional, not a Facebook page. A professional, please, 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 yeah, please go please, to a yeah. professional. And then when you go to the Facebook pages, like you inevitably will, because you want to find community, people going through this with you, then take that information back to the therapist too you know what i'm saying yeah. do not do this alone you don't have to do this alone and i exactly. think that's another thing that mari and i are kind of weary of with talking about postpartum and being magic and all this it's not in your mind but also just make sure it's not in your mind you know like go mm -hmm. through the necessary uh to the necessary struggles and the, the rigmarole to get get help you know what i'm saying do what you gotta do mm -hmm. um because we see that she does turn to church mari she is not religious but she is spiritual and she yeah. is willing to do anything to make sure that this baby is gotten a fighting chance and before she decides to go ahead and off it so she goes to uh the the catholic church she wants to get a baptism today mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i again i i've always said i i relate to her i'm not religious i'm very very spiritual so mm -hmm. for her to we see when you know when she's talking to Apollo's mom that she's like, nah, I don't uh, baptisms no. To then a few months later be like, yeah, 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 I kind of need that baptism. Really goes to kind of show you the struggle that she was going to or going through. You know what I'm saying? And Apollo not letting her baptize Brian, I I don't like that. I, again, I don't like that. Like, you know, and. And I like how they showed that fight over again because, you know, even when we first saw it in the first episode, you know, not knowing what we know, everybody could be like, yeah, it is your fault. Get over it. You know, this, you know, mm -hmm. take another pill. You're going through something. You need to address this. But after going through episode, all of these episodes, seeing her struggle and you see that fight again, you're like, damn, um, Apollo, you could have been a little bit more sensitive to her. You could have tried to help her more instead of yelling at her and saying all these things. And, you know, we all know the next day she goes over the edge. So um, I, I appreciated that they showed that in a different light and showed how desperate she is because now, now she's saying, yeah, I, I, I need either therapy or the church can't afford therapy. Let's go to the church. I want to get him baptized. And he's like, no, 
this is a you thing. This is a you problem. And that's the the turning point. And it's like, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. The show in the early stages showed us kind of Apollo's point of view of the postpartum. Right. And so yes, that's, that's true. We were very, we were very able to see it for what it was as presented, like from a logical human standpoint. Right. Like mm -hmm. she's going through, she's sad. You know, her body just went through a lot of stuff mentally. She's all over the place emotionally just because she gave birth. And that's a traumatic thing to deal with. And we saw right. Apollo doing his best to do whatever he thought he could, he could do. Right. Like he yep. was uh, like, taking the baby all the time. Like, I'll take it. It's fine. You know, you take time to yourself. You ain't got to go back to work right now. You know, we got to do these things. He was hustling. He was really giving her space. He was checking on her. He was very attentive. And we saw that through his lens. But then when you see that through her lens and she's like, no, I'm literally trying to tell you. And I'm like that. This is not in my mind. And you, you don't believe me because mm -hmm. why would you? But like, mm -hmm. look at what I'm dealing with. People are telling me that they believe me. People are telling me the things that I can do to get out of this. I'm trying everything that I can try. And the baby is biting me and snarling at me. And like, mm -hmm. and it's not my child. I'm looking at a child that is not mine. And you can't even get past that because you think I, you think life is one way. And I'm telling mm -hmm. you that your reality is not my reality anymore. We have we have separated on that. And it's hard to get them to believe that. So from her point of view, she's like, I'm doing my damnedest. I'm doing my best. I'm just looking for something. I'm not even religious. And I didn't took this baby to a church, you know? Yeah. And he like, but I, that's a you thing. But like, uh, the mm -hmm. the idea of you know also it's, it's it's probably tough anyway because he is an atheist man and we find that out in this episode like he does mm -hmm. not believe in anything uh and so she you know it b believes in spirituality at the at the at the least you know least, and so yeah. she's not mm -hmm. she's not anti religion so for her getting the baby baptized is like sure what could it hurt why not yeah but for yeah, him exactly. like yeah but for him who was like anti this this idea of baptism and you know that kind of stuff. It does feel like, okay, now you didn't lost your mind. Now you dragging my baby into your misguided thoughts about religion, spirituality, whatever the case may be. And that's when he lashes out. And it does make him look really bad. But mm -hmm. I think they had to show us both of these point of views for us to really feel, okay, this is why she was going off the edge. You know, it's not just she's dealing with some imbalance or something like that, or, you know, yeah. there's some witchcraft going on and she's not understood. It's that she's in a, a daily fight for what she thinks is her life and the life of her child. And mm -hmm. he thinks that too. And now they've collided and he has chosen the nuclear option before she chose the nuclear option. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, 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 you know, the biggest thing I hope for now that I, like we've all, we've talked it through. I hope that means Brian and baby Brian is still alive somewhere and that, you know, she's going after him. And then now Apollo's going after her too, going after him, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. You know, we um we also see moments with grandma and the baby and uh well grandma holding the baby and grandma holds the baby like nothing's like everything's fine. You know, like uh yeah, girl, mm -hmm. you know, just talk to other mamas, they got your back, yeah. XYZ. We we've been passing stuff down. It felt like a lot of wisdom of like, you know, back in the day, you used to have these ancestral connections with other mothers, right? And they yep. would reach back and they would get their knowledge and bring it to you. Uh Mari, in your experience as a mom, have you felt that as well? I mean, yeah, like, uh, I'm lucky enough that I have, like, a lot of family around me, both my family and James's family and stuff like that. So it, it's very important, but it's also the problem and why people fall into these Facebook groups, because not everybody has that. Not everybody has a mother that they can turn to and ask for this advice to or turn to a grandmother or ask for this advice to or, you know, or any close friends. Like, that's how these people end up on these Facebook groups. And 
you can't confirm who's on the other side of that screen, you know? And also, like I said, in like the first episode or the second episode, things that work for other people's child and baby might not work for yours. So Mm -hmm. it, it, it really is a balancing act. It's a balancing act between trusting your own instincts as to what is good for you and the baby taking in advice from trusted sources, double checking those, that advice, and then making the decision that you think is best for you and the child. So it's all of that together. And if like one of those steps is not done, then you can end up, you know, spiraling. Yeah. And it feels like that even uh, Apollo's mom is kind of in on this same lore that we've been giving that there's something very magical about the motherhood, about the women, right? Uh, where mm-hmm. they are mythical beings. They do have this ability to um, to look out for each other in this world because they're not supposed to be letting everybody into the lives of their baby. Um, I think one of the things that was said in Swahili was whosoever is not, is not taught by the mother will be taught by the world. And then later on, mm-hmm. we get Apollo's mom saying, yeah, um, Back in the day, this is how this is how you do stuff. You 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 know you got to keep your babies safe from the dark creatures of the world, and you can't do that without baptizing them. And that kind of mm-hmm. falls in line with what Kyle was saying. You need to go to therapy, therapy, or you need to go to church. Uh, you know, you need to be talking to somebody. And I think if you go to church, that you know, depending on which church you're going to, it often leads to like a baptism of sorts. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think those things are aligned. Uh, and she was willing to try anything, and that's what led her to that moment. Um, obviously, we know the outcome of that baby uh, Brian does not make it, or a baby changeling, or whatever we want to call him. He is not; he's no longer in existence, and Emma is gone. And that's where we pick off, uh, pick up with Apollo uh, the next day. Now, him walking around dressed like Marvin Gaye is kind of taking me out of it. Not gonna lie to you. Just a little, y'all don't see it. You don't, you don't see it like what's going on. Like it's just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't take them seriously. Uh, oh, it's 2023 God. or, you know, something like that. But uh, this is when we see Apollo shown around the island and kind of laced up on what the women got going on here. So we're uh, told that uh, it's, well, for one, let's let's stop before we even go around this tour. Before they leave, William, or, you know, kindergarten, which is a wild name for someone who was obsessed with people's children, um, yeah. kindergarten yells out to Callisto and says, Pearl Walker, raised off the coast of Maine, trouble for having habitual shoplifting, heavy uh-huh. drinker, mother of one. Callisto's real name is Pearl Walker, or was William just yeah. talking? What we got going on here? Is this a stage name? No, no, no. This is like like William hacked her whole entire life, knows her whole entire background type thing. I was like, again, this tracks. Like, Yeah, on brand. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, she like, look, I should have lit you on fire anyway and been done with you, but whatever. And she says that uh, there's a boat that's going to get Greta. He's like, you lying. He says, I didn't kill my daughter. And Apollo at this point doesn't know what to, to trust. And so throughout this episode, we are waiting on the return of Greta, who is William's baby mama. Now, when Greta shows up, Apollo oh. goes to her immediately and is like, is William telling the truth or what? And she's like, are you serious? Did you really come to me asking me about the man who killed my baby's point of view about any of this? And I'm like, okay, so what are you saying, Greta? So he, he, the firstborn, are we assuming that the first, uh, William is the one who is taking these babies, swapping them out? Like he, this is the demon that is doing the swapping out and she blames him for the loss of baby Agnes, 
Agnes, Agnes was the first one? Yeah. yeah. Agnes, yeah. And I and I can't even I think Agnes was like their second born. I don't know. Like, that's, what that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like she said, yes, he, he killed them, but you didn't ex explain it. <laughs> like, explain right. it to me, please. Yeah, because Agnes, when we see Agnes, she like at least four. You know, she up eating an ice cream cone, you know, when we saw her in uh in, yeah. in the flashback. So that ain't no baby. I mean, it's, no. it's your baby, but that ain't no baby. And so no. um, didn't we see a picture child, of right? all four of them? Didn't we see a picture of all four of them in one of the episodes? Like when when Maybe. Agnes died, she like it was not a baby. That's what right. that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm wondering how many of these women who killed their children killed babies versus mm -hmm. just children. Because right. Agnes was not a, a baby when she died. Right. And Greta is not saying that Greta killed anybody. Greta's saying William killed right. the baby. William right. did this. Um, we find out that um here's how here's how William been getting down. Okay, so um Greta's trying to get away from him. Uh she says he killed the baby, the daughter, or whatever. Um, and so what he did was he went and spent seventy thousand dollars. On the to kill a mockingbird book. Now we know this is where Apollo comes in, uh, mm -hmm. because he bought that book from Apollo and his homie. Uh, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I gotta use this book to get back uh with my wife. If I send her this book, she's gonna understand it. I got the 70k right here. Come to find out, this crazy mofo then stole the 70k from Greta, used mm -hmm. it to buy the book to send it to her to harass her for fun. Yeah, yeah, and he and he completely destroyed like a priceless book, <laughs> like a priceless book that he put seventy thousand dollars on, but seventy thousand dollar book. Yes, at the very least, <laughs> he destroyed yeah. it, but seemingly it all to just harass this woman, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, to send a message to her. It's so scary, but honestly, again. I am not surprised. Like how weird he was during that transaction of the book. I did not believe a word that William was, was saying. So mm -hmm. it, it was just like, it was just so overt to me. It was just so overtly like sinister, everything that he was doing that I was like, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, I think I was trying to convince myself that it wasn't sinister because it was so overtly sinister. <laughs> Yeah, so sinister. There's also one other thing I wanted to highlight uh, before we wrap this up. It's um, again, I think the theme of social media keeps coming up because mm -hmm. um, there's a moment where Apollo is walking around this uh, area and he's meeting all these little kids and kind of seeing mm -hmm. the women and nobody really messing with them because they ain't seen a man in a long time on, on the mascara. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's he kind of makes friends with one of the little kids. And to that, I'm thinking, where's your mama? But uh, I, I still to this day, where's your mama, ma'am? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but he's making all these uh, like connections with these kids. We see him reading books to the kids again for a bunch of for an organization or a, a group of people that doesn't trust me, and they really giving him a long leash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of hang out. Um, yeah. But he's but when he's teaching the kids and watching the kids in school, he says something to the effect of, "Man, when I was when I was when Brian was little." I imagined myself one day sending him off to school and kind of like spying on him, basically making sure that he's paying attention, kind of watching along lovingly from the distance and being like the creepy dad that everybody's like, man, does this man go to work? You know, like why he always, nah. this kid? you know, like let us do our job, sir. You know, but mm -hmm. he said it kind of like in a fun, loving way, like a, in a loving way. Uh, Mar, you might have some uh, experience with that as well. You know, you can surveil your oh. children really good these days. 
Yes, you can. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love that. I love that my my son's school has a whole camera feed in it that I can yeah. watch. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, he says, yeah, so that's what I would do. I would be watching my son kind of creepily, but I would be watching him because I love the kid. Uh, and Kyle says to him, social media already does that. It leaves the door open for the creatures of the night. And this is like the second time throughout this series where someone has made yeah. a, conf- a conversation about like social media is doing too much and letting people into your business and letting people track your kids. I mean, the whole reason we were led to believe that William is tracking Brian and uh and Emma and Apollo is because of social media. Kindergarten is his online troll name. Um, and so there is that highlighted, right? So after they highlight that, later on in the episode, they're talking, to, uh, William is re- doing his big reveal, revealing that he's kindergarten. And he says, um, I took off William's face when I found my people. Uh, and, uh, and and he creeps up to, you know, to Apollo. And he tells him that his true face was be- beneath and his friends saw his authentic identity. And I'm thinking, what friends? And I'm like, probably his Facebook friends. Probably the people who mm-hmm. online, this like, I don't want to say incel because he clearly out here having sex with somebody. We got all these kids, but <laughs> you know, yeah, it the, the very troll. much feels like the troll mm-hmm. community is mm-hmm. who sees him for what he really is, the troll that he is. And that's when Apollo says, it's you kindergarten. It makes sense now. Um, mm-hmm. There's all this symmetry with social media. Mari, am I off the rails by thinking that this is connected or no? No, I think this is, I, I, I think this is all connected. I think it's almost like, a way of adding a touch of modernism to like mm-hmm. to, to like a fairy tale to like a dark fairy tale like and like William's face was all in shadowed and he was laughing and hunched over and we I couldn't mm-hmm. even I was like looking to try and see his yeah, face yeah trying to see it turn to brightness yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah right <laughs> and then his and then his voice is all deep my true friends was like what yeah. the heck is going on but I, I agree I think it's like. I, I think it's almost like literally taking those internet trolls, like like the the meta- metaphor of like taking letting those internet trolls into your life because you're online and you're opening yourself up to those those internet trolls or something like that. Like it's very interesting. That's what I'm saying. It's they still have me interested. They still have me hooked. I'm just like I'm trying to wait through it all. Like I'm trying to wait through it all. Yes. I really want to see what the ending of the show is going to be like. And I hope if the in, if the ending sticks the landing that I can go back and watch everything over again. Like, because another thing I realized after, you know, we've been like binge watching the other black girl and stuff like that, this whole, and then us watching two episodes the last two weeks, going a whole week and then like watching another episode, it's like, it kind of like has to come back to you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't wait till it's over so I can go back and watch it all over again to see if I, there's other stuff that I kind of like missed or or something right the through line Mm -hmm. for me is very important as well you know i I really want to know how you make all these pieces connect because i want to know that the social media thing matters i want to know that the motherhood kind of uh community uh matters Mm -hmm. that magic matters i need to know what the third wish is i need to know yeah you know (laughs) why that whole thing happened like and i can't forget about it just because it happened in episode one and we haven't talked about it again Mm because we have gone a long time without talking about it we also in this episode didn't explore the connection with Apollo and his dad anymore. You know, we have now been, uh, you know, identified yeah. that his dad was popping up. You know, we also have seen his dad pull off this weird blue mask. You know, um, 
did the dad take the baby? Is the grandma the baby? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what does this all mean? And so I'm excited to get into it. Uh, that and much, much more when Changeling episode six uh, drops this week and we get to talk about it. Um, Mari, is there anything else from the episode that you would like to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think we've uh, really covered it. Um, and I've just been like, I've been just, <laughs> sorry, I just been, <laughs> Sorry, I just okay. Sorry, don't watch this on YouTube. Uh, Definitely, Um, but I've been googling like trolls versus fae while you're like talking and stuff. And it says it says a troll is a type of under fae species in some troll fandoms. Yes. Okay, so So, that might give us something. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know we know the troll the the fae eat the babies basically. Um, because babies are made of dreams and fae like to eat dreams. Uh, yes. and we know and I and I pretty much I've decided this man is a troll. You know, like he because this and is because nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Trolls this is like also internet troll. originate in 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 the 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 myth and the folklore of trolls originate in Norway, and he was speaking Norwegian. Oh, see, I didn't yeah. know that. No, I, I yeah. okay. okay. Look mm-hmm. now, okay. Now you got me thinking. We was we on to something here, you, yeah. <laughs> because, because now, no, seriously, now I'm in my head. Okay, so I watched a sh- on the, on Netflix on my other podcast, nothing but Netflix. Rob Sister, you know, uh-huh. and I cover the show called Troll on Netflix, and it's I want to say it's Norwegian, and mm-hmm. it's about how these trolls uh are like they basically come to life every now and then, and then they like, and then it's kind of like a Jeepers Creepers type thing where like every so often they they come alive. Um, and then they have to go back into their like trollness or whatever, and there's a troll king. Yeah. But basically, when they go back to being like when they go back uh into their slumber, they're these huge yeah. ass mountains, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, dang, that uh, there's probably a lot of that uh like that lore kind of in that in that uh movie as well. Dang, you're gonna have to make me go rewatch have- or re-listen to nothing but Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you look up uh, uh fairies versus troll or fae versus troll. Um, on Reddit, so take this with a grain, grain of salt. Yeah, Reddit um, stuff up. It says the fae represent animate nature, so plants, animals, and all living creatures, which makes sense with a lot of uh, like fae-related media that I've like read or listened to. That makes sense to me. And it says while trolls represent inanimate nature, so like you said, like those mountains, the stuff mountains like that. Have, yeah, like having to go like sediment for a, a while and then becoming animate like yeah. that makes sense to me so we that's what we could wow. be getting like mm-hmm. Man, and i'm afraid with. i'm afraid to do so much research because i want to spoil the show you know but like yeah. i need to know you know like that helps me process a little bit more so if you're listening to this and you have some more insight into trolls or or, or fairies or whatever the case may be like if you got a, a theory about this and you have not obviously you haven't read the book or you know watched mm-hmm. you know whatever if you don't know what's about to happen and you got some theories please let us know uh mari where can they email us the feedback is it uh connect at post show recap.com connect- yep mm-hmm yeah Yeah. send us some feedback email it to us um also leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast and you can say in the review here's what i'm thinking i'm up to this episode what do you think uh i think i want to post this in like one of those blurred facebook groups or something like that see if we can get the conversation going yeah but regardless leave us some comments let us know what you've been thinking and tell us if you think we're on the right track if we've gone off the rails or what you think about the show so far mari anything else from this episode 
Nope. Uh, I think this is a pretty good episode. Now that we've talked it out, I'm like, okay, I think I, I think I now I mean, know. I came into this being yeah. like, what is happening? To like, okay, we we might have, we might be, we might be onto something. So yeah, this is great. Yeah, great for me too. Uh, check it out next week. The change of episode six coming soon. Mari, until then, tell the people what else you got going on. Of course, like we've mentioned already um, on the Connect on Post Show Recaps, me and Asia are going to be finishing up our coverage uh, this coming up week on um, The Other Black Girl. I, I believe we have like two more episodes coming out. So we've been covering those 10 episodes. They were dropped all in one go <laughs> over on Hulu um, a few Fridays ago. And so we've been doing uh, two episodes per podcast and and we've been having great fun covering that. So um, our, our final podcast covering episodes nine and 10 should be coming out this week. So keep an eye out for that. Definitely go check that out. You can find it everywhere you're finding this. You can either listen to us on Apple, um, the Connect on, on Post Show Recaps on Apple, or on the YouTube page, the Post Show Recaps YouTube page, uh, the Connect uh, hashtag the other black girl in order to find us. Um, and I am also over on the Rob Has a Podcast Network. I am doing Crime Scene Podcast, a true crime review podcast. So what we what we do over there is we watch true crime like documentaries, docuseries, properties, and then we tell you what we think about them. We, we review the properties themselves, not necessarily the crime. Um, and we had such a great discussion with a returning guest, Mark Blankenship, over there. And we talked about the movie, The Jewel Thief. It is on Hulu. And it is about this man who basically stole like crown jewels from Austria. It was interesting. So definitely go check out Crime Scene Podcast by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. Or you can you can search Crime Scene, that's uh, Crime S-E-E-N um, podcast over on Apple and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. How about you, Chappelle? What do you got going on? Uh, here on Post Show Recaps, we're still talking about The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. We're three episodes in, three more to go. And then Fear the Walking Dead is right around the corner. So if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, check us out here on Post Show Recaps. You can follow The Walking Dead feed wherever you get your podcast as well. It'd be The Walking Dead Post Show Recap. Or, or of course, subscribe to Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcast too. Uh, also, I am doing Suits coverage here. Uh, you know, Suits... Uh, took over the nation or the world or whatever on Netflix for a, a, a long amount like time this year. And so Rob and I are doing a daily suits podcast. Yes. Every day we are dropping a different episodes of our recaps of the show suits as we make our way currently through season three. So if you've started suits, you can always go back and listen to our earlier episodes. Uh, or if you want to jump right in, that's cool too. We'll have a different podcast come to you every day. Um, and if you want a new suits listener, come join us on the journey, go to suitspodcast.com. Uh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and join our Facebook page as well, suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. Um, and, uh, you know, send us your feedback. No spoilers, of course, because we're going through it together as a family. Uh, so check that out over there. On Rob Has a Podcast, Sasha and I just wrapped up our Below Deck coverage here on YouTube. You can check it on Rob Has a Podcast YouTube uh, page. Um, I believe it's youtube.com slash um, RHAP. I don't even, actually don't think that's the, uh, the the URL. Don't go there. I'll check it. Yeah. But- <laughs> subscribe to Rob has a podcast on YouTube and you'll see it and you can check out the below deck coverage with me and Sasha. It's a great time. And we got below deck, uh, Mediterranean coming soon below deck med. Oh, so wow. check that out for more YouTube coverage of below deck. Subscribe to the Bravo RHAP ups feed, uh, wherever you get your podcast. 
Mari and I are still doing Big Brother coverage on RHAP oh, yeah. as well. And so you can periodically jump in and, and watch uh, us pop in on various episodes, recapping Big Brother, talking about the live feeds, doing the stock watch, uh, so on and so forth. So check that out too. Um, and then Rob and I, of course, already mentioned it, Nothing But Netflix. It's still going on. We are up to episode 99 of Nothing But Netflix. I've been doing... Uh. The, yeah, Mario, I think you've been on six episodes of the yeah, night. No. <laughs> and so, Close look, to it. <laughs> coming up on episode 100. And so every week, Rob Sesternino and I will talk about a new Netflix movie, show, uh, whatever the case may be. And uh, we have a great time breaking it down. It's very fun, very light. So subscribe to Nothing But Netflix wherever you get your podcast. Follow us at Nothing But RHAP on Twitter. Be sure to follow at Post Show Recaps on Twitter as well. And to, uh, you know, for Mari, myself, and Latanya, that's at Mari Talks Too Much at Latanya, uh, what, LK Starks and at Chappelle's underscore show. Uh, you know, tune in next week and let us know what you're thinking about our uh, coverage here on the Connect on Photo Recaps. Until next time, talk to you later. Peace out. <laughs>